Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. Join Dr. Frank Anderson and Lisa Berry in exploring new ways to live in this chaotic world and find peace and joy in the most unlikely places. Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. I'm Lisa. Frank is here and you may notice he sounds a little bit different today and that's because he is now a certified mindfulness teacher. Woohoo, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I sound so different. <laughs> you do. You do. No, and I know you want to be humble and about it, but I I do think it's worth noting that you went through this training if you want to refresh our minds about exactly what you did or and with who. I think that's the exciting part too. Well, Jack Cornfield and Tara Brock put up or, or created a two-year program called the Mindfulness Meditation Teacher Certification Program. And, you know, they've been teaching meditation for a very long time. And to become a, a you know, a, a meditation teacher or a student of meditation, I think people found it hard. There were a lot of barriers to that especially because a lot of mindfulness teachers were kind of being taught in a religious context or a Buddhist context. I think their effort was really to bring this out into the world and equip more and more people to be able to teach mindfulness, you know, to the general public. And I think it's a brilliant idea. The other big program before had been the mindfulness-based stress reduction program. So there've been thousands of students trained in that methodology as well. And then Jack and Jack Cornfield and Tara Brock came up with this program. And so I'm in the second cohort of the program. The first program had 300 or so students. And the second cohort that I'm in has about a thousand students. And they'll be starting a third cohort coming up this this January, right when, when I'm done. And so an effort to bring a standardization, um, skills, curriculum, uh, methodologies to a lot of people so that more and more people can teach meditation to more and more people or teach mindfulness in this more secular approach, right? It well, isn't really based on a religion or anything, but it just gives you the skills to do it. And I think that's really important what you just said. And I know we often wonder why are not more people interested in this because, but maybe they do think it's like a Buddhist religious thing and not that is that a turnoff or 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 it scares people and part of what you learn is that it it doesn't have to be mindfulness can be for everyone right well that that's right in one way and another way we already are mindful we just don't know it and so when we present the word mindfulness and we present the word meditations sometimes that almost creates a barrier in and of itself. Have you noticed that with people? I'm not sure. What do you mean by that? Oh, like if you say, do you meditate? Right. People have said, no, I don't meditate. I'm like, no, like I don't. And you can't make me. And I don't understand it. And I think, oh, that makes me sad because <laughs> there are benefits to it. So I, I'm just trying to crack the nut that I think a lot of people who are into meditation and mindfulness don't understand why other people aren't. Maybe there's just this preconceived notion out there that it's woo woo or not for me or religious, or I'm not a Buddhist and you don't have to be anything. To- yeah. And that's what, you know, I'm, that's why 
I'm concerned that that's the word mindfulness and the word meditation already have connotations for people. Right. And that it kind of prevents them from looking into that, which in reality, you know, meditation is not something that's on your to-do list or something that you have to do, or even something that would threaten, you know, any certain religious context or something. Now it can be a challenge to your preconceived ideas. (laughs) And, uh, you know, that can be hard for people if you're really stuck in your ideas, but but maybe being stuck in those ideas are what are causing problems in the first place. And if you're, if you're tired of being stuck in your problems, you know, that may be a, something that brings you to look for something else. And, and, and what is that something else? Well, that something else is to, you know, find your truth, find your mm. presence, find your being. And then one of the tools you might use to do that would be, mindfulness meditation or technique and i mean this conversation we're having right now reminds me of the last lecture that we had in my class and it was given by eckhart tolle wow you know know eckhart tolle yes have you read his book the power of now i've not read that book but oprah had him on and oprah has him on all the time and i follow him on social media and he and he shares some pretty interesting opening communications that I, I really really give me something to think about and to enjoy he wrote the power of now and i read the power of now many years ago and it's fantastic if you think the power of now is some kind of new age hmm. kind of thing then of course you've got you've already created a barrier for yourself but i would invite re- uh, listeners to read that because that is a really practical book that it really explains the, the, the present moment awareness and his experiences. And, and it's in very plain language, very simple. I mean, he uses different religious uh, contexts as well, but for sure it is a approachable, grounded you know, book about, about his experience with the present moment. So he gave us a talk, you know, as meditation teachers. How nice. And, he, and, I, and I have the, the, some of the notes here from that because he's had some really interesting things. He said, one thing he said was, and the very idea that you were doing a meditation can be an obstacle to realizing the essence of meditation. Because you feel like you have to do it or it's a thing that you have to achieve or a place you have to get to. Yeah, yeah, right. Because meditation, the the essence of meditation is being. And he was saying a meditation is doing. <laughs> so, you know, if you have to do something, do a, another thing, it's like, oh, my gosh, I can't do another thing. I'm so busy right now. Right. And so it almost becomes a barrier because it's like, well, I have to do something to get something. And that kind of way of thinking is is part of what gets us into trouble in the first place, right? I mean, we're, we're always thinking our mind is always full of thoughts, always full of demands and expectations and plans and all of these things. And so if you just add meditation into to that list, it just says, well, I, you know, I can't do that. Right. I, I don't want to be, I keep thinking about a conversation that we've had 
several times on this podcast about having the discipline to meditate and how I didn't like that. And we had to find a new approach. And so I think saying having the discipline to meditate is like, yes, you got to put on your to-do list and you must do this. And as soon as I took away that you must do this, it freed me up to want to do it. Right, right. So you do have to have, you know, some, some time to do that. And remember how we called it a pilot project? Uh-huh. Right? So it's like practice for something. I like to think of it as a way to connect to something deeper, you know, when there aren't a lot of distractions and when you can kind of train yourself in that way, then when you are in a lot of distractions, right. you can still be present. He said the essence of meditation is the realization of being. And so it isn't mm. really about the meditation. It's about realizing being. And when he says being, I think of being your, your true self, your core, your inner truth or inner strength. I mean, you, you, you told me you just had a realization about mm. the word human being. Yeah. What was that like? Well, because you try to define yourself and you try to be so much and think you're, you're just, um, I've been hearing a lot about being, what does being mean? And then you're a human being, you're a person who's being, you're a human that's being. And I feel like we're already off into the abstract with all of, of all of this. I'm just having this realization that we talk about mindfulness and we talk about meditation. And I think people think that's so far away from them. And that's something that they can never figure out. And I'm trying to make it like you want to, you're a human being, you have a body, you want to feel good. You want to feel good and, and awareness and realizing you're a human being and meditating are ways to feel good. It's that simple. You know, I'm just trying to make it, so everyone can really understand what we're saying, that it doesn't have to be like contemplating my belly button and, you know, shaving my head and, and joining, uh, you know, becoming a monk. It's just a way to feel better and to feel peace. Right now, everything happening in our world, we need to feel peace. And I feel like mindfulness and meditation and awareness, if you really want to break it down, are ways to just feel okay and feel peace. And maybe there is a, a mind body connection. Maybe it can help improve your health, but I'm not the doctor. So well, I can't say that. I think, you know, years ago in medicine, there was definitely a differentiation, a differentiation between the mind and the body. Okay. And I think that, that most physicians and, and, and health workers now know there is a clear connection between, you know, what's going on in your mind and in your body. You know, people with chronic stress or a chronic depression, you know, are more apt for other medical issues or, or kind of expressions of that in their body, whether it be their weight or their heart or their gastrointestinal tract. So, yeah, so at that you know biological level, yes, there is connection between the mind and the body. And if you're having a lot of mental suffering, you may have a lot of physical suffering too for, for lots of different reasons. I mean, one of the things I always enjoyed hearing in meditation teaching 
is that we're not human doings. <laughs> ah, yeah. Being a human doing is like just doing, 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 doing. And and being doesn't have that same energy, does it? Human being is about being present. Now, what brings us out of presence is going to be all the doings and right. going to be all the mental chatter in our heads and all of the expectations and the judgments and the regrets and the future thinking and all of these things. If people are sick of that, you know, if it's, if it, if it just seems like that's just such a difficult way to live and to be so overwhelmed by all of these things and, Certainly, there's a lot of things that we could be overwhelmed about, a lot of things to be concerned about, frightened of, fearful of, regretful of. Yes, all of that happens. All of that happens. But there's part of being a human being that actually gives us an opportunity to rise above all of that. And it's in us already, right? And how would you connect to that? And we don't learn that as kids, how to connect to that. You know, we don't necessarily even have examples around us of people that have connected to that. And so, okay, we have this situation here. Now, Eckhart Tolle said it's, it's, it's really good for people to come to meditation when they're kind of fed up and, and um, tired of suffering because already there's a little opening there, a little bit of awareness that there's got to be another way. So I'm not saying you should meditate because you should meditate, but it goes deeper than that. It's like, is there something else to life beside just fulfilling all of these obligations and being a conduit for money and complaining and being negative and or or you know there's so many things people enjoy certainly but like wanting more of the good stuff and getting rid of the bad stuff you know that seems to be the human experience well is it or is that the human experience you get when you become more mindful and meditate wanting more of the good stuff and getting rid of the bad stuff well you know when you work with this practice Everything is okay, even the bad stuff. I mean, okay, we're okay. on the earth here to be on the earth, and there's going to be good things that happen and bad things that happen. And so when we talk about present moment awareness, mindfulness, it's taking whatever happens in the present moment and accepting it as it is. So good stuff is really, really fun. And when it's over, it's over. And you move on to the next thing without saying, oh, my God, I wish I had more of that. You know, the, the craving and the desire that comes from something you no longer have. Or it's like, oh, my God, no, I don't want that bad thing to happen. I'm going to resist that. Uh, these things happen in my life. And I'm going to not think about it. I'm going to push it down, not wanting the bad things. Instead of saying, that happened the only way out is through right so there's a difference between resistance and acceptance okay we are 
in a pandemic and we are recording this by Zoom. So you can't see how excited I am, how many times I've jumped up in my chair because you said something so huge that when you're in this place, everything's okay. What does that mean? How that that's certainly what I want in my life. I want to feel like everything's okay, no matter what. And I've always said that you, you know, that would be that would be like my new year's resolution a couple years ago that to be okay no matter what and you just said that so what does that mean in this situation what does that look like be okay no matter what you know what does it look like it it what does it look like to who to me (laughs) like to you personally what would that look like for you well i mean how do we get there i mean in uh, you know, you know, I'm always looking for the explanation or the benefit or the, the actions we need to take. I try to make it practical and applicable. So if we're to be in a place where no matter what happens, we're okay, is that by meditating? Is that by being mindful? Is that by getting down to your core or all of the above? It, it really gets down to how do you live in and experience the present moment as it is without resistance, Mm. without expectation, without even knowing, right? Just to be present. All of a sudden that creates a lot of space, a, a lot of space. And so whatever the conditions are in the world, Whatever the conditions are in your house, even whatever the conditions are in your own mind, bringing that to awareness, seeing it as it is, then there is a shift away from identifying with all of those conditions to an identification of pure presence and a pure being. Now, that may not make logical sense. in the brain that's why meditation is really important and can be a way to connect to to something that is beyond the thoughts that to connect to something that is not thought actually eckhart was talking about don't know not knowing Mm. right he even quoted socrates They said, why do they call you the wisest of all men? And he said, I'm the wisest of all men because I'm the only one who knows that he knows nothing. Hmm. Now, that doesn't make any sense, does it? Well, I think it's certainly the opposite of how a lot of people think about themselves. But does that give you freedom to think you know nothing and that you're always learning and you're present and every moment is different? So you're experiencing. Yeah. So, so I'll quote, this is what Eckhart totally said in this talk. He said he was referring to the state of freedom Hmm. from mental conceptualization, Hmm. freedom from thought, from which the point of view of the conceptual mind looks as if you do not know nothing, that state of absolute spaciousness. And if you've ever seen or heard Eckhart, he talks very slowly and very calmly, which 
to me and makes you feel like he is in this moment now and he's not looking at the past and he's not worrying about the future and he's in this moment and he's learning as he goes you know just like i'll spoiler alert frank shared the the document with me and i read part of it and i loved how he described like when you go and check into a hotel, the first few minutes that you're in the room, you're taking it all in. You know nothing. You're learning. You're perceiving in that moment. Or that when you're in a city and you walk around the corner onto a new street, in that moment, you you know nothing. And yeah. You're taking, yeah. You're taking it all in at that time. Right. That's a really special moment, isn't it? You know. Yeah, that's, yeah. that really resonated with me because I love to travel and I love to stay in hotels. And I love that moment when you open the door and you're like, well, what is in here? And yeah, you're in the present moment. You're not thinking you're not thinking about other hotel rooms you stayed at and you're not thinking about future hotel rooms you're staying at. You're opening the door to a new experience and taking it all in at that moment. Yeah, right. And it's not that you're stupid. I mean, it's not that you don't know anything. Right. It's that you just know nothing, right? Mm-hmm. And so everything is new, and it and it comes to you in the present moment, right? And so you know your brain is still working, and you're still thinking, and and you're and you're still yourself. And how much joy is there in that? Oh, so much joy! Isn't? Wouldn't there be so much? Yeah. Joy? Right. And, that, and that's why we say the joy is always there, actually, uh, right? Yeah, because, right. Hmm. Again, we've been talking about this idea you have to meditate to do this. We're not saying you have to meditate to do this. We, But to be in a place where you're present and to just absorb what's happening knowing nothing, that is a space of freedom and spaciousness and joy and peace and love right there isn't something that you think up and it's an opportunity that we all have and the more we think we have it or the more we think we want to have it or the more we think we can't have it you know those are all those are thinking barriers to actually having it how Um, much letting go do you think is involved in this though i mean people like to hold on to things and hold on to identities and hold on to income levels and hold on to social status do you have to let all that go we talked about this in one of our episodes about how you really can't let go Hmm. trying to let go becomes another one of those things on your task list but when you assume that connection, then those things aren't important. They kind of fall off. Well, let's look at it this way. He gave an example, too, which I really liked. You can go to a museum or a cathedral or something like this, and you can mm. get one of those headphone tapes you know and it will take you on a tour and you can get to know all the details about the painting and about the architecture and about the history and all that and you'll know a lot right you'll know a lot of the details of the place that you were just in if you don't get the headset and you just walk into the museum and stand in front of the painting and just look and just look at it 
and absorb it, that the, then you're going to know the painting in a very different way. You're going to know it just from being there in front of it, looking at it, absorbing it. You know, there's, there's two different types of knowing. Or you walk into a, you know, a cathedral, what he said, you know, and you just walk into it, into the massiveness, into the, and you can just, you just know things about it. Maybe not the historical details, but the feeling and the knowing is very different and very valuable and very rich. You see what I'm saying? The difference? Well, because you're just in the moment too, right? You're taking it all in. Exactly. 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 So, you know, right now we're in the middle of really difficult social situations and health situations. So what do you do about it? You know, do you live in fear? You listen to the news and say, well, this could happen, that can happen, that can happen. If that's going to happen, what am I going to do? If that happens, what am I going to do? You know, you're, what about if you're just in the present moment with yourself? You don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like you need to prepare in certain ways. You could. But in the present moment itself, none of that matters. Those are all conceptual ideas are all part of the conditioning. And you're still there with your present self in the present moment. It might be harder to connect to your being, but it doesn't go anywhere. It's still there. Well, I think that's one of the gifts of doing this podcast for me. And hopefully people listening are, are getting that. We're talking, we're in the moment having this conversation. You know, sometimes we do refer back to previous conversations, but only for reference. And we're definitely not looking to the future. We're in this moment, exploring awareness and having these conversations. And I'm hoping people listening are in this moment with us. And, and, and it gives you an idea of, of what we're talking about. And it doesn't go away when you stop listening or when you stop meditating. I mean, it's easy to uh, to be pulled back into things. Right. But uh-huh. that part of you that's present never goes away. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think people might be more aware than they're aware of, if that makes any sense? Oh, yeah. They're aware and they don't know it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, how often do you say something like, boy, I shouldn't have done that? Or... Uh-huh. You know, like Eckhart Tolle said, you know, I can't live with myself anymore. You know, who's who, who's this dialogue that's going on in your head? It just goes on and on and on and on and on. If you could just stop to, to, to see the dialogue happening in your head, what happens when you do that? What happens when you stop and say, my mind is racing a mile a minute if you say my mind is racing a mile a minute and i can't meditate you're already aware that your mind is racing a mile a minute but you don't know that you're aware you're speaking from that awareness place you're talking about your mind racing a mile a minute but you don't know that you're aware of it aha it's it's magic in a way it's like if you just stop to say I'm aware that I'm doing this. The part of you that actually is aware isn't doing it. <laughs> right. And so you wake up. You, 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 you wake up from the chatter of your mind. 
the legacy of your history, you know, the the future of, that other people have told you, you wake up to your truth. Well, and that's why I asked the question, because I, it's not that difficult. It doesn't have to be that difficult. No, but it is, can be very difficult because like you said, there's a letting go. And it's, it's also, you know, we have our egos and we have our identity and we have our very tight box. And it's like, you're, you're, you're that, that box won't let you get out of that box. Hmm. But, but this identity of who you are, you, like, like Alan Watts said that, uh, and, and Eckhart quoted him, he says, you are something that the universe is doing in the same way the wave is something that the ocean is doing. Just part of the process? It does come down to this question. Who are you? You know, mm. are you your thoughts and your small box or are you part of something much larger? Right. Uh, Alan Watts also gave a quote. He said that um, that the universe creates people like an apple tree creates apples. It's just what it does. And so we're part of this much larger process of the universe doing its thing. That is a lot to think about. I had never heard that before. Wow. It's mm-hmm. a lot to think about. It's also a lot to just be, be present to. Hmm. You know, to kind of, kind of feel into this larger picture that we're a part of, right? And so when we create these little spaces for ourselves, these little boxes for ourselves, just based on the conditioning, it, it, it doesn't acknowledge this much more spacious experience that we have in life. So in your mindfulness teacher training and your your lecturer that you, or you heard from Eckhart Tolle, did he, he talk about meditation because you lead us in these great meditations. I'm sure a good, a good one coming up here shortly. And, and when you do these meditations, are they supposed to be something that you plan or you know what you're going to say, or is it, do they just come to you? Well, yeah, you know, that's a really great, great question, Lisa. And you know, all of our podcast episodes and our meditations are pretty spontaneous, right? That right. There, there could be some general concepts about it. But I think that, that most of the time or all of the time when I'm guiding the meditations, it's very spontaneous. And when I'm guiding the meditations, I'm, I'm meditating at the same time as well. And I'm really... We're no longer having a conversation, right? We're we're using words to guide us to a place that is beyond words, you know, and beyond thoughts. And so I can't really be reading or, 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 or thinking about it, right? It really is a place of no thought. And it really is a place of just being and, and connecting very much in the present moment to what the words are. And I think that for being a teacher, it's it's really more like being a guide. And we we've seen different types of teachers out there in the world. And 
the purpose of the teacher is to guide people to their own sense of being. Hmm. Now, in some places you see teachers being revered, you know, and teachers being worshipped and teachers being treated as they're somehow different than everyone else. And that's certainly not the approach with through, through this mindfulness class and, and through my approach, because that's just another kind of attachment. But, but when you do see a teacher who has been working for a long time and is connecting to this and you, you can feel their presence, you know, you feel that there's an energy that kind of mm. emanates when people have been working on this for a long time. The reason you can feel it is because you have it within yourself and you don't know it yet, haven't connected to it completely, but it's there in you, not in someone else. We're all saying the same thing. You know, we're all connecting to the same thing. We have different levels of barriers in between it. And I certainly have my barriers to it as well. But you know that we're all in this together, and to me, there's there's no difference between you know any famous spiritual teacher and you know some regular Joe spiritual teacher. There's no difference between the two. We might create these stories about them. I certainly honor the the work that people have done. You know, spiritual teachers who have devoted themselves to practice and teaching and giving up much of their lives to help other people. I honor that quite a bit. But it isn't something for some people and, and not for others. And so, you know, we've done this podcast in the form that we've done it as a way to guide people to it. And as a matter of fact, it would be, you know, we did our anniversary episode not too long ago. I would love to hear from listeners to hear what was the lesson, the best lesson they learned in the last year from this podcast? And you can email those to us at exploringawareness at gmail.com. What have you learned? What have you heard? What have you connected with? We have so many different ways to share that. You could be a guest on the show. We could read your comment or you could make the comment anonymously. But this is about connecting. And this is about learning and growing, which I certainly have. And we would love to hear any impact that it's had on you. So exploringawareness at gmail.com. You can send us a quick note, long note. We, we would just love to hear from you there. Yeah, I invite anyone who wants to join us, you know, to ask some questions or to have a conversation with us for 10 or 15 minutes on the podcast. I think that would be a great way to engage the community. Yeah. yeah. Especially people who have questions about this or aren't quite getting it or... Mm, yeah. Or if they want to kind of share their experiences as well to be actually on the episode with us, you know, and have a conversation and ask some of the hard questions like you've been asking. All <laughs> we are not afraid. <laughs> no, we're not afraid at all. I, I have one quick question for you. When you do a meditation, does it, do you get the, do you feel refreshed from it as well? Are you in the meditative space? Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's just kind of coming to you. You don't plan them out. I don't plan them out and I kind of drop into them. You know, mm. I just drop. Well, that's a good way to put it. But I would say that, you know, I've been leading guided meditations for a very long time, but being in the course for the last couple of years has also helped me refine some of that. 
right and uh, help me think about how to make how to approach it correctly so there there are you know methods and ways of teaching people and i've been in part of a a peer group you know a group of other students and we meet twice a month and we practice giving each other talks and giving each other feedback and having a lot of fun as well and learning and it's always nice to have a group of people to work with on these type of things I enjoy meditating with other people and I enjoy having these types of conversations. You know, so different than the conversations we might have in the hospital, which is very much about knowledge, you know, Mm. knowledge transfer and information transfer. What we're doing here is, you know, energy, (laughs) energy transfer for the lack Mm. of a word or, or dwelling in these special places that we as humans have an opportunity to go to, but it isn't because we're studying, you know, it's because we're, we've stopped thinking, you know, we've stopped relating to all those things, which we, we still will. It's not going to stop. You will not become unconscious from all of this. It's going to be beyond conscious. It's a higher vibration you know it's an opportunity to 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 vibrate at a higher level and it's it's our birthright as humans and it will definitely bring a peaceful loving wise way of being in the world that will be way more comfortable and joyful than being locked in thoughts i guarantee it I so love the way you put that, that I'm vibrating in a different level. Yes. And I, uh, you know, it is a a knowledge thing for me. Sometimes I always say I have a knowing and I'm not quite sure what, what that means, but sometimes I just have knowings and then I love these conversations. So to say that we're vibrating, oh, that's great. That's a great way to put it. And if your mind is telling you that's baloney, if your mind is telling you that's anti-intellectual, if you're dismissive of this, you know, judgmental of this, I just would have to ask you, where is that coming from? Can you bring all of that into awareness? Can you say, I am being judgmental and dismissive and feeling like that my mind tells me this is just a bunch of bull? Right. Can you bring that into awareness and then connect back to that part of you that notices that you're saying all those things? So it doesn't matter what's coming out of your mouth. (laughs) If you just took a step back and said, you know what, maybe the awareness of all of these judgments is the way to freedom. Mm. And so let's, you know, let's go into a meditation now. Yeah. I'm ready. What do you want to drop us into? I'm dropping into it now. Yeah, I'm ready. Connecting to that place. And there are techniques to do it. And we're going to work on this, our standard technique now. But, you know, you can bring that into any situation that you're in, a meeting, in an argument, in nature, shifting, shifting into awareness. Take some breaths. Just like your thoughts, 
the breathing was going on. To start out, you know, you're aware that you're breathing. And just slow it down. Slow the thoughts down. Have a comfortable place for your body. And just say, I'm breathing. I'm aware that I'm breathing. I'm knowing that I'm breathing. And already maybe you feel calmer because you're just connecting to that awareness. Yet you might not know it, but it's there and it's activated and you're bringing the normal everyday things in this case the breath into an awareness right and so you know that you're breathing And if you want to try to know that you know that you're breathing, and where does that take you? Can you drop down into a deeper knowing that you're breathing. And then knowing that your your body is here in the present moment. You're knowing that you have feet and legs and torso and hands and arms and shoulders and a head. And it's always there, it's always doing its thing. Can you know that it's there? And yes, you can know. And we are meditating. Right? And can you see, can you know that you're mind is chattering away. Can you know that you're reacting? 
to situations? Can you know that you know your habits would have you snap back at somebody when they snap at you? Can you see it? Can you know that when you listen to certain news channels and this chatter somehow is attractive? Can you see how you put yourself into situations that sometimes create the opposite effect that you want? Because you're trying to get something, you're manipulating. So you're, you're, you're rising above all these thoughts. And into a place where don't know. I don't have all the answers. I just know what I've been taught. Maybe that's not really working. Maybe I'm suffering for nothing. What if I just in this place is like, I don't know. And then all of a sudden, some of these things take on less importance. And so we're being with our breath our body, our thoughts, our emotions. Maybe some of these things are falling off or you're letting them fall off, letting go.
quit taking up all this space in your mind and this sense of waking up, sense of spaciousness and freedom, perhaps the sense of joy and thank God there's another way. Since this feels so light. And so peaceful. And so loving. That isn't a thought. It's a it's a be it's from your being, it's from your connection to this deeper place. And yeah, you can come up with some thoughts about who did this wrong and who thinks this who doesn't do that. And those are thoughts that are happening. And then there's the awareness of It's right in the present moment. It has nothing to do with any thought or emotion or condition or situation. This present moment is opportunity to experience this freedom and spaciousness. Right, so we taste that, we have a little awakening, a little realization. And we go back into the world and move around in a different way until we don't. Right, and that's where then self-compassion comes in. Like, oh yeah, I did that again. I'm aware of it, connecting back to this deeper place. I'm gonna let this guide me as I move forward. And if I'm not perfect, I can always try again. This is not your parents talking to you. This is not your teachers talking to you. This is you in the world connecting to the part of you that will 
allow you to have a fulfilling, rich experience that's yours and not what you think it should have been or someone else thinks it should have been. And although we're quote unquote meditating, we're actually occupying a fuller experience of life. If you would like to occupy this larger space, and then you practice this, this approach, either in meditation or during the day, but with, with an intention of realizing the full potential and meaning of being a human being. the human doing and be kind to the human doing. You may have been human doing for many, many, many years. And might say, how in the world was that? Have I done that for that long? Again, compassion, present moment moving forward. You may need to go back to your breath again, connect to awareness, presence of the breath, presence to the body, presence to thoughts and emotions. So feel into that, drop into the awareness of it all. And the unity that we all in that awareness.
and our connection to everything in the universe. And it's through this awareness that the universe is aware that it exists. So connect to this human being and try your best to hold it there and be compassionate with yourself when you don't. but maintain your intention. And so we'll wrap up now. Uh, taking a couple of breaths. Okay, and then we'll move back into our thoughts and discussions and wrap up this episode. All right, Lisa Landry's friendship. <laughs> I'm just enjoying breathing and listening and the peace of it all. And even though we're meditating, you're still saying some pretty impactful things about being a human being versus a human doing <laughs> that. That's something I, like that. I know me too. Me too. And then you said something really that, that I connected to and maybe people listening would, would connect to is that maybe I'm suffering for nothing. <laughs> yes. I've maybe. had that experience a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm suffering for nothing. If you're just in the present moment, you don't have to suffer and you don't, you know, have to complain and you don't have to look at things and, and, and identify what's, what's wrong with it. And just be, and, you know, maybe you don't have to suffer. Yeah. And what would it take? to break out of that idea mm. and we'd started off like is meditation a barrier <laughs> only the thought of a meditation is but meditation isn't a thought it's returning to your sense of being and so it's completely different than a thought and a to-do list returning to your sense of being 
essence of being. And I Mm. hope that people understand that. I hope that they can somehow get their friends to understand that and, you know, more people to understand that and the world would be so much more peaceful. Right. We need the peace for sure right now. And if you enjoyed the meditation or the conversation, or we want to hear how, what you're hearing and what your takeaway is from all of this. And please email us at exploringawareness at gmail.com. Share any thought that you'd like actually, but really what have you learned? It's been a year now, a full year since we uh, published our first podcast and we're still hanging in there. And I know I've certainly learned learned a lot and, and grown a lot and I share that with you, but we want to hear what you're, what you're experiencing. So you can email us exploring awareness at gmail.com We're on Facebook. You can leave a comment there or on Twitter, tweet out, tweet us, <laughs> Instagram. We're out there. You can connect with us and we would really love to hear from you. We really would. And if you'd like to do that, fine. If not, that's fine as well. We will be back again with more discussions and, and podcast episodes and doing what we can to make the world a more peaceful place. So thanks for listening. And bye, everybody. Stay safe and well. This podcast is not an attempt to practice medicine or provide specific medical advice, nor does use of this information establish a physician-patient relationship. Listening to this podcast does not replace medical consultation with a qualified health or medical professional to meet the health and medical needs of you or others. If you are having problems, please see your primary care provider or your local mental health professional.